Welcome to Turn the Volume Up podcast. I'm your host, Susan Hay, and I'm a college dropout and beauty industry pro that grew from zero clients to a seven-figure business. Each episode, I'll bring you business growth trainings, social media strategies, and real-life lessons of building a business the bootstrapping way. If you're ready for elevated conversations about the highs and the lows of entrepreneurship, then turn the volume up, gorgeous. Welcome back to Turn the Volume Up podcast. I'm your host, Suze, and I'm so excited to have you with me today. I have an episode that honestly has been on my heart since a year ago, and last year I just wasn't in the place yet to be able to really articulate um, what I'm going to be teaching to you guys today, and I just think that we're in a time of year where so many of us are either reflective or we are doing a lot of vision work thinking about what the next year holds for us. And so today I'm excited to share with you my five-part process for declaring your word of 2022. I can't even believe that 2022 is almost here and ready or not, here it comes. This episode today is for anybody who desires more out of 2022. Whatever your more looks like, you might be thinking already about what you want to achieve next year. And if so, then I hope that you'll start here with this episode. And what I hope that this ends up feeling like is like a workshop that will just plant a seed for something that can be so incredibly beautiful for you in this year ahead of us. Now, before I start teaching you this five-part process, I want to hover for a minute because I think that there are a lot of people that this time of year are thinking about their resolutions, you know, well, maybe not right now, but within the next 30 days, a lot of people are going to be in the resolution zone. And I feel like resolutions have such a bad rap and with good reason. Oftentimes, they are focused on an external outcome. So most of the world runs out chasing down a six-pack abs or promising this will be the year they find love or promising that they'll finally open the business that they've been dreaming of. But the resolution is almost always based on willpower and without even ever considering an internal transformation to become the person that would have those things that they desire. Now, a fun fact, Forbes published an article based on a study of 800 million people that showed in the study most New Year's resolutions will be abandoned by January 19th, 2022. And honestly, this right here, this one piece of data is why I absolutely love a word of the year, because I feel like a word of the year, in my opinion, shifts our focus from crossing something off of the list and instead focuses on an intention, a declaration of truth, and a transformation. And that is where the magical as fuck things happen in our life. You know I'll drop a cuss word when I mean it, and I mean it. So it can guide us in a way that unfolds us right on time. And it also, I believe, allows for fluidity in the process. So this is why I am such a big fan of Word of the Year, and I've actually been doing this practice in my own life since 2019. 
Now, before we jump in, there's a couple things that I want you to know. And again, this is based on my experience since 2019 with this approach to um, New Year's transformations. So number one is you need to know it's going to be challenging. It will be challenging to commit to a word for the entire year. And the challenge might come in just being committed to that year, that word all year, or the challenge could come in the transformation that happens during that time, which I have experienced. And today I will vulnerably share with you a little bit of my experiences, but what I want you to know, although it will be challenging, it's always going to be worth it. It's also going to be transformative. I am never the same when the year ends and I have walked hand in hand with my word of intention. The other thing that you need to know is that you must be open to the process and where this word and this journey with the word is going to lead you. And I'm going to share some of my stories with you today, but I can tell you 2021 has been the biggest test of discipline with my word of the year. And so let's go ahead and jump in. And the biggest question obviously is how do we find our word of the year? And so I'm going to teach you this five part process and I recommend that you start this process now so that you have time to get committed around the word that bubbles up to the surface for you. So so the first step in this process is to reflect. And this is a really, really important part. In fact, I would recommend if you are listening to this podcast and you have space to grab a notebook for yourself and kind of quiet the things around you, then let's use a few minutes to kind of reflect. And I'm going to give you some journal prompting questions that you can use to guide you through this process. And if you're driving or multitasking and you're not able to do this right now, I recommend that you listen through and then bookmark this and come back to it because it really taking the time to do this will change the game. So when we're in reflection, there's a few questions that I think are really, really important for us to consider. And the reflection is going to be all about reflecting on the year that you just had. And there is one important question that stands out to me when I'm reflecting. And that is, what were the reoccurring themes in my life? in my life, my business, my health, all of it as a whole, what were the reoccurring themes that kept coming up for me this year? And if we're paying attention, if we're awake, then we will start to see a trend. We will start to see themes that come up. And sometimes it's a common thread across all things, across our relationships, across our business, across our money, Now, once you figure out what those reoccurring themes were, and this could be perhaps the easiest place for us to look at this is the wins. Okay. So the highs, like what were the highs? Were there, was there a reoccurring theme in your highs from the year? And then of course the lows, right? The things that triggered you, the things that felt like obstacles and resistance, Now we need to look at those things and we need to figure out, was there a reoccurring theme across the board? Now, the next question that you could ask yourself off of this is, are you looking to amplify the highs or expand the lows? This is important 
because if you're looking to amplify the highs, then you're obviously going to hover on all the incredible things that happened in your year. And you're going to look at, okay, what do I want to amplify from this? And then of course, you may be looking at the lows. And in that case, you're most likely looking to expand yourself right? To expand yourself and learn the lessons that you need to learn so that you can grow to your next level. And I love to stop here on this part of reflection and just kind of share with you my experience from 2019. Now in 2019, I created my first word of the year. And the theme in my life was that I just was really feeling stagnant. I felt like my gifts were not being fully used. I honestly had lost my joy for my business, and I felt like a huge shift had occurred. I knew that I still wanted to serve, and I knew that I still wanted to serve women, but I wanted to do it in a different way. I started to feel like I... I started to feel, after observing... Um, women day after day, I started to see that many of us were using our beauty rituals as a band-aid for something much deeper, much greater belief that beneath the surface that needed attention. And I started to realize that I had this spice in my heart for helping women overcome those limiting beliefs so that they could go launch the businesses or scale the business or just squeeze more juice out of their life. And so that was kind of what I was feeling in regards to this shift that had occurred. And I didn't know in this shift, I knew that I wanted to serve. I knew that it needed to be in a different way. I didn't know how yet. So I just knew that there was a shift and I didn't know the how. And I feel like a lot of times we get stuck on the how. I want to do this, but how? And then we don't do it because we feel like we need to figure out the how before we do it. And this word of the year and this year was just so divine for me because it required me to just trust. And I knew that this this word of purpose just started coming up. It just kept coming back to me. I would have moments of quiet and purpose would come up and it just started to feel like a reoccurring theme for me. So what's ironic is... 2019 was absolutely a huge shift in my purpose. In fact, two months into the year, I started exploring the idea of selling my salon, a salon that I had built from the ground up, a salon that had been such a huge part of my identity, a salon that I felt like was my only life success. And I started to explore the idea of selling my salon, I believe, because I had this seed planted of purpose. And I wanted purpose, but I got so much more in 2019 when I was tested over and over and over again. So two months into the year, I started exploring the idea of selling my salon. Three months into the year, four months into the year, I started having conversations with three different individuals. And by four or five months into the year, I was under contract in in the works to sell my salon. And by August 19th of that year, the full shift had come full circle. And that wasn't the triumph. 
No, no, no. The triumph came many months later, several months later, when I finally launched my second business. And that is when my purpose really became amplified. It finally came full circle. And so this is why I say this reflection piece is so incredibly important. And this is why we want to look and see what kind of themes keep coming up for ourselves. Now, the second step of this process is to visualize. And the overarching question here is, what do you want for your new year? What do you want for 2022? And I want to go much deeper under the surface here. So this is an incredible visualizing exercise for you to take a few minutes and answer these questions, these prompts that I'm going to share with you. And this is going to help you get clarity about your vision for the new year. We cannot go out there and do anything until we have clarity. So who is the person that you want to become? And with this question, you need to give it rich detail. You need to write it out and really have a vision for this. And just to help you further along, you know, some of the questions and things that you could map out is how do you want to travel this year? Where do you want to travel? In what style do you want to travel? You want to travel first class? You want to travel by car, by boat? Where do you want to shop for your groceries? What kind of food do you want to eat this year? Where do you live? Where do you want to live? Are you moving? Are you upgrading? Are you selling? Are you buying? How do you want to talk this year? And I find it helps to just close our eyes and vision this person, this highest, highest self And I have a podcast episode a couple episodes ago that I did with my friend Rachel Pastor where we talked about highest self and lowest self. You can go back and listen to that one if you need more uh, clarification about what that means. But how do you want to talk? What is your posture when you enter a room? So I want you to imagine yourself as the highest version of yourself. And now you're going to ask yourself, what do you want to achieve And I always kind of like to go back to a couple different categories. In your health, what do you want to achieve? In your wealth, what do you want to achieve? In your relationships, what do you want to achieve? In your career or your business, what do you want to achieve? And list this out in detail. Maybe you pick uh, one thing for each category that you're going to list out. And now the next question that you're going to ask yourself is how do you want to feel? Oh, this is so important. We bypass how we want to feel all the time. How do you want to feel in 2022? You want to feel busy? Do you want to feel at peace? Do you want to feel joy? And you can have several words. If you have several words, write them down. And then the final question that you're going to ask yourself is what character traits do you need to embody to bring this highest version of yourself to life? Because that's really where the magic begins. And I believe I talked about that in my podcast episode from this last week on the four immutable laws of the universe that we should be using and leveraging for our business growth. So what character traits do you need to embody to make all of this happen? Now, once you've gotten through the visualize section, we're going to move into the third step, and that is to create a list of words. And I want you to know that this list of words can actually happen in one big dump session, or it can unfold for you over a month. And so for me, I do this 
reflection. I do this visualizing work. And then it's over a month period that these words come to me. And I've worked really hard over the last year to really sharpen my CEO intuition. And so these words just come to me. And what I do is I keep some notes on my phone and I just drop these words in and I just watch them kind of come to life. One of the things that you can do is you can go over to Pinterest and if you just type in um, word of the year, you will get so many options for lists that have already been created for you. And what you could do is look through that list and maybe pull six words that really jump out at you that really have like some energy to them that have an electrical charge. And that is a pretty clear indicator that those are words that you should maybe pay attention to. And then of course, after you've done your visualizing exercise, you probably will have some, some other words that come to the surface. Now in 2020, (laughs) I had a word that just kept whispering to me. It just kept coming to the surface. And so that's how I knew that that was the word that was going to be my co-pilot for the year. And as I embarked upon building a brand new business in 2020 from the ground up, I kept hearing this whisper over and over and over again that said, listen, listen, listen. Listen to others and listen to yourself. And I decided to roll with listen in 2020. And I deepened my practice of not interrupting others when they were speaking. And I like to bring that up because sometimes we need tools to help us with this word. And something that I had noticed a year prior was that I had a habit of interrupting people when they were talking. It's not because I just was being disrespectful. I just would get so excited and I would forget to listen and I would get so excited to say what I wanted to say. And so I started a practice of putting a rubber band around my wrist and snapping myself every time I felt compassionate to interrupt or every time I did interrupt. And so basically coming into 2020, I was able to deepen my practice of listening and take it above and beyond the rubber band. And I made it a a real defined point to listen to my clients, to the feedback, and even my husband and kids, y'all. And I realized during this year that listening didn't just pertain to what I could hear but also to what I could see. And so this practice of listening went so much deeper than I ever even realized that was possible. And this meant that I was observing the actions of myself and of others and noting when they didn't seem in alignment to what I was hearing. So this word listen really just became such a whisper for me that turned into a scream and I knew I couldn't ignore it. And I share that with you because I want you to know that it may come, your word may come to you in this way as well. Now, the fourth step in this process is to review and refine. And so what I do, as I mentioned, is I have notes on my phone with a list of words coming to the surface. And what you're going to want to do is take your list of words and refine them from here. So as I said, you're going to pick one word when it's all said and done. And it's interesting, once we start to create this list of words, what I find happens is the universe puts things in our way to help us pick the word. And I think that's the only way that I can put it. So as of right now, I have a list of words on my phone. Um, Let me see if I can pull them up and I'll share them with you guys. 
Oh, here we are. Okay. So right now I have a list of words on my phone. I have trust, surrender, expand, free, authentic, release, unbound, liberate, emancipate. These are all words that I have on my list. And obviously, by the time I get to the end of December, one of these words will really jump out at me and I will know this is my word of the year. Now, I want to use this moment to also give you one other permission slip. And I want you to know this. I went into 2021 and I didn't have my word picked out yet. In fact, I used January as a try-on month. I used January as a practice month to really, really nail it down. And I want to give you that permission slip. I think a lot of times we think, oh my gosh, I have to make a resolution. I have to set the goals. I have to do all the things by December 31st. And the truth is December is a really busy month for everybody. Most people are overbooked. And so what if you needed a little bit more time to let this breathe and let this authentically come to the surface for you? Now, the fifth step in this process is to commit. And I want to point out that there is a big difference between being interested in living into a word of the year. That is not going to be enough to keep you going for an entire year. And the difference between being interested and feeling committed to this word. Commitment's going to feel like a hell yes, 10 out of 10. Hell yes, I am ready for this word. Let's do this word, right? So the commitment is what we need to make sure is there and not just, oh, I'm interested. And that's the difference between us going the distance and really creating the transformations that we want and being the rest of the population who gives up by January 19th. It's not interest, it's commitment. And so I want to end this podcast episode today by sharing with you the story of 2021. I hope I don't cry, but I can't make any promises, y'all. 2021 has been an interesting year. And when I came into January of this year, I had a couple words that were on my heart, but magnetic just keep kept coming to the surface for me. And I wanted to become the most magnetic version of myself this year. I wanted to bring my biggest manifestations to life. I wanted them to become a reality. And I wanted to become a super attractor for joy, wealth. And one of my biggest manifestations was that I wanted to manifest the most trusting and passionate relationship possible with my husband. And I knew that I needed to become magnetic to do that. Now, the work that I did in 2021, I am not going to lie, this year probably was the hardest year for personal growth. But that was because I was fully committed to this word carrying me through the year. And I'm so glad that I stuck with it. But I want you to know that there were parts of this year that were really ugly. And part of, and I mentioned to you earlier, sometimes we have to bring in tools to help us amplify and really get into character for this word of the year. And one of the tools that I brought in this year was I started doing inner work that I used to think was foo-foo. I used to think was a bunch of BS. I started doing inner child and shadow work. 
And the work that I did on Inner Child and Shadow this year cracked me open in ways that I could not even expect. And back in March of this year, after working on Inner Child and Shadow work, I actually got worried that I would never be the same again. I reached a place where I started second guessing everything I said or did as if it was wrong, but I I did stay committed to the word, to the word and and the work. And within a month, I finally had a breakthrough. All the work that I had been doing, which quite frankly made me feel like a turd in a toilet bowl, finally came through and I had this breakthrough where it all made sense and I was able to just I, 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 that was probably the first moment where I felt magnetic. So all of that is to say that for a better part of the first quarter of the year, I felt the opposite of magnetic. And I was like, what am I doing wrong here? Maybe I picked the wrong word. I started second guessing it. And again, I decided to stay the course, stick with my word and stick with the work. And as this year comes to an end, I'm able to look back and see that a quantum leap happened, but I didn't see the quantum leap until after I was through it. And that's often how that works. I didn't see it or feel it until much later. And I recently, um, did revisited my shadow work to get back in there and do a little bit more healing of the parts of myself that I have rejected in my lifetime. And it created another breakthrough, a little bit easier than the last time around. And when I look back over the year and the things that I shared with you that I wanted to manifest, and there truly were so many more things, I don't want anybody out there to think that I'm only focused on the material things, but sometimes those are the easiest things for us to share with other people who don't know us personally. But last year, we became, I became a super attractor to some pretty big things. We manifested the sale of our very first home and we ended up getting 50K over asking on that property. We ended up buying a place in Steamboat Springs, which was such a dream come true. And not only a dream, but a miracle because we purchased in a market where places in Steamboat were going on the market immediately. And they were going on the market for over asking, a lot over asking. People were coming in with full cash offers and we weren't in the position to do that. So not only did we manifest the purchase of a Steamboat condo, we did it for under asking and it was 100% what I had asked for. I wrote down on paper that I wanted a place with a mountain view that was unobstructed, that it would have two bedrooms and two baths and that it would have a hot tub and a pool. And all of these things that I wrote down came through in this manifestation. Also, I manifested exactly what I, or I am manifesting, I should say, exactly what I had hoped for for my business this year. My business is on track to hit 200K this year. And that was a pretty incredible, big, big dream that I put out there. And finally, my husband and I deepened our relationship. We have never felt so trusting and so passionate with one another. And that feels pretty incredible as this year comes to a close. I absolutely would love to hear from you. And I would love to hear, you know, have you done a word of the year before? And what's been your experience? What was your word this year? I'd also love to know if you 
um, are doing this work that I shared with you today, I'd love to know what your word was. I want you to share it with me. Please, please share it with me. DM me and let me know what word you landed on. And I think that we all just have a beautiful opportunity in front of us to make 2020 feel like the most incredible year of growth and expansion ever. And so just to review the five-step process for choosing your word of the year, the first step is going to be to reflect on your past year. The second step is going to be to visualize what you want for the new year. The third step is going to be to create your list of words. The fourth step is to review and refine those words. And the fifth step is for you to commit to this word of the year. All right, I hope that this episode was motivating and inspiring for you today. And I will see you guys in the next episode. Thank you for tuning in to Turn the Volume Up podcast. If today's episode motivated and inspired you, I hope that you'll take a moment to leave a five-star review. It would mean the world to me as I continue to grow and reach more people.